0: J- Jason Peters. My name is Jason Peters, and and that is my name, and I'm the host of this podcast. I'm a writer, journalist, all that from Philly. You probably know if you're listening to this show, but my point is, please uh, share the show. If you know people who listen to podcasts, share the show, because I'm kind of at this point where the popularity of this podcast, if I can take it just a, a little notch up, it can present some real opportunities uh, for me in my little independent career. But I also wanted to hop on the intro to say thank you for listening to everybody that listens. And also I apologize because I don't have a voice, which is why I'm talking so low and not in in like my actual voice and not like my podcast or radio style voice uh, because I don't have a voice. And, and you're going to hear that in a couple interviews, especially this interview to start the show with...
1: I'm Scott Boachis, uh reoccurring Friend of the Show. Yeah, friend of the show. Reoccurring guest. Um Do you know do you know at all? Uh
0: but we're gonna start this this way. Do you know at all uh the previous episodes you've been on?
1: I've been on the Valentine's Day episode.
0: That's true. That's not even the one I was thinking of. I think there's one more obvious one. Road trip. There you go. You're on you're on those two road episodes. Trip, yeah. And then you're in the background of the internet episode. Uh, or the Before the Internet episode, something like that. And I apologize for my scratchy voice. I lost my voice. But who are you? Uh, a friend of Jason Peters. And a baseball player. You play baseball. Baseball player. And uh, I'm happy to have you on this episode. Right now, uh, we're recording in March, and this episode comes out in a couple days, and the rest of the episode is done. And I told you that it was about, like, the worst-case scenario. And that uh, the rest of the episode's good, but it... it we don't get really granular about what the worst case scenario really is, so I had to bring in a friend that I could kind of like make, get specific with me. Okay. And so that's why I needed you here, I felt like you were someone that I could do that. So I'm, I'm going to apologize in advance for where this interview goes, Okay. Uh, but do you have any idea what we're going to talk about? What what When I asked you, we're going to do an episode about worst case scenario, what did you think that meant? Um,
1: I thought what will be what will be the the worst case scenario for the people of the future, whether that's uh something that happens naturally or uh I don't know just what what's gonna put people in the worst position and 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 before we have this conversation, give me a guess give me what 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 you were thinking about. I was thinking there were some basic things, obviously, like natural disaster, a volcano erupting, yeah. you know, the things that you've heard before. Uh, and that's
0: what a lot of the episode gets into. Okay. So, right now, mm-hmm. we're going to stop, we're going to listen to the episode, and then we're going to get back to you. So right now, I'm going to do that stupid sound effect from back in season one, and then the episode will start. This episode is entitled Worst Case Scenario. In it, we will identify what a realistic worst case scenario for the year 2,100 would be and what it would look like. We will consider the world's current problems, projections for the year 2100, and try to identify what the biggest threats to the world are and are not. Nuclear energy, climate change, racism, capitalism, population, who knows? This is Jason Peters. This is 2,100, and this beautiful music
1: is by John Prine. All the snows turned to water. Christmas days have come and gone. Broken toys and faded colors. All's left the lanes around. I hate graveyards and old pawn shops For they always bring me tears I can't forgive the way they robbed me Of my childhood souvenirs
2: Two 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 thousand one hundred. Two 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 thousand one hundred. Two thousand one hundred.
3: Welcome to two thousand one hundred podcast. My name is Jason Peters. My name is Jason Peters. Worst worst case. Worst worst case scenario. Energy. Energy. Yeah. <laughs>
1: In this episode we will be talking about the worst case scenarios for the year 2100. To start off the show, we asked author and podcast host Benjamin Dixon to tell us what he thinks some of the biggest threats to humanity are.
3: Let's gather round and listen to some potential causes of the world's demise.
0: In your opinion, um, what are some of the biggest threats? to the world in in 2020 moving towards 2100 what are the
3: biggest threats and what yeah what posed the biggest threats you know our belief that we could possibly be the last generation of americans or the last generation of humans i think that's the most i think that's the biggest threat because it it causes us to carry ourselves with a little cavalierness uh, we're, we're a little cavalier with our, with our destinies, right? Climate change, we're playing around with it. Well, that's because we don't believe that we could possibly be the last generation of Americans. We're playing around with American democracy because of a level of ignorance. But we really do that. We play those games because we don't really believe that the America would ever end. And there's no way it'll ever end with us. Well, unfortunately, you know, Amer- empires fall and there will be a final American generation. Um, I just hope that we... You know, don't destroy the entirety of the world in exchange for the demise of America. And I believe that if we embrace, if we embrace intelligence, truth, more than intelligence, if we embrace truth and good faith interactions and dealing with people in good faith that i believe that we can survive but there are just so many people there are too many incentives in 2020 that allow us to in we we have created a system that rewards people for the very worst of human nature and i think those two things are the biggest threats
4: please welcome the hosts of the half and half podcast please welcome the hosts of the half and half podcast Please welcome. please welcome please, please wel- welcome the hosts
3: of the half and half podcast
4: Hey,
5: uh I'm Vasant. I'm here with Aiden, uh, my co-host on Half an podcast. And yeah, Jason has been gracious enough to have us on here to talk to the listeners and the future listeners in uh, 2100. Uh not not about any not about good news, I would say though, would you Aiden? Uh no, no, this is uh the worst. But yeah, we're we're here to talk about the worst-case scenarios in 2100. Hopefully things are actually better than this. And if you're listening in 2100, uh, you can just kind of laugh at how hilariously bad these scenarios are hopefully they're not worse than what we suggest because then I just feel kind of rude yeah dear God I guess I'll get the ball rolling uh worst case scenario for 2100 uh, the
6: US is no longer 50 states <laughs> um, and you mean they shrink like not like growing like not that they added DC or something no like in the sense we have fractioned
5: off uh, would you say a balkanized? Uh, and become like there's factions of what used to be the old United States and the reason I say this is because it's been said a lot online and in documentaries and I think in research and I don't know by what metric they're judging this if they created one to analyze like social media data or whatever but basically the tensions in the United States are high like Civil War type high I think even higher than that and I mean, at the time we're recording this, like, we saw kind of what that tension can do with the storming of the Capitol uh, that happened recently. And for those of you in 2100, you probably learned about that in your history class. Um, So I think you could very well see uh, the tension if it just keeps, like, it's left unfettered. Like, it just keeps building and building. It's sort of, we get, like, this pressure cooker type thing. And, you know, by 2100, maybe, like, sometime before, it explodes and... You see, like, you know, what happened in the Civil War with states trying to secede, but it actually happens. And I'm not talking, you know, people say there's two Americas, but we could very well see multiple factions kind of develop, and that can affect the way the country fractures. So, yeah, that's my worst case for uh, the future, and I really hope it's not true.
6: Yeah, for me... Um... One thing I think of right away, and it's probably just because of the current headspace, I'm in Mm -hmm. recording this during the COVID-19 pandemic, but I really hope we don't see an age of pandemics, essentially, because travel across the world is just so easy right now, and it's so easy for a disease to pop up that the world just isn't prepared for, which we saw with coronavirus. The world was not ready to fight this, and just it ravaged because someone visited say say it started in italy someone visits italy comes into contact with someone who has this new disease that no one's ready to fight brings it back to ireland and then ireland brings it to the uk and then the uk brings it to america and then america brings it to uh south africa and then it's just it's a big domino effect and look i'm saying this process right now the people in 2021 know that process because it happened (laughs) yeah literally i just i I really hope by 2100, which, you know, there's a chance I live that long. There's a slim chance, I would say, that I can make to 101 years old, you know. Um, and I'd like to. <laughs> but I just hope that throughout the rest of my lifetime that I don't have to see another awful pandemic like this. And that the world be pre- like will be ready for it if it, there is one. Further, uh, we've I talked about, uh, I hope in the best episode, I hope that there'd be an end to misinformation. Mm-hmm. And the worst case scenario is that reality misinformation run rampant right there's just it's it's inseparable from each other just misinformation goes everywhere and we have no way to tell what's real and what's fake anymore because people just claim that their side is always right which happens today but this (laughs) time they have more sophisticated things to back it up deep fakes and such, you know? Yeah. That make it so much easier to believe. Um, You always like to bring up this uh,
5: Hideo Kojima quote, right? The pockets of
6: reality thing. Yeah, it's something that he said in one of the Metal Gear games where it was just like, the internet, it's it's basically about the internet just saying that it created all these different separate realities for everybody, Mm -hmm. and truth is now subjective because of that. And I I would hate to see that continue. And I think just to
5: wrap, I think, you know, we're
6: talking about like...
5: some would say maybe, I wouldn't say, it's based in, like, stuff happening right now, but maybe extreme worst cases. I think a worst case, it's kind of bland sounding, but it's honestly, that's it's a terrible, it'd be terrible if nothing changes. Nothing changes. Like, we're seeing, like, this pandemic, and it raises, like, these red flags that you talk about. We're seeing the civil rights stuff happening here uh, the past year in 2020 and probably going into 2021 and even before that we've seen that civil rights stuff nothing and the change and how it's slow but maybe it, you know it's something but
0: what if, what if?
5: Yeah. nothing really changes
4: Yeah, nothing really changes
5: yeah. what if yeah nothing really changes like the problems we see today we just don't really fix them and i think that's a valid concern because we've seen what policymakers and different politicians, like, some of them can talk or tweet a big game, but when it comes down to
6: actually getting the ball rolling, it doesn't happen. So I think that'd be... When it comes down to... I was gonna say, when it comes down to getting the ball rolling, it seems to be that they just like to kneel in some kente cloths, you know? Oh, God. I hope that... If that picture exists in 2100 still, I hope you all look
5: at it and laugh at it as much as we do. But, yeah, hopefully you're... For the 2100 listeners, hopefully the world isn't a fractured misinformation riddled or just you know stagnant apocalyptic wasteland or something like that hopefully it's just nice Mm -hmm. for everyone
0: Have you ever posited that your entire life is meaningless and all the times that you spend documenting things will all be for nothing because in the end no one will see the pictures on your phone and no one will ever file through your filing cabinet. They're just gonna throw that stuff away when you die. Um, But even beyond that, have you ever considered that we are living in a technological dark ages that will be unrecognizable to the people of the future Then that we live in essentially a transition period where all of the technology we have will be soon obsolete, and we are living in the dark ages of the future. I had never considered that until we bumped into our next guest, Naomi Miller, who's an archaeologist at UPenn and an environmental activist uh, whom we met at the Gerard Avenue Street Festival in October of 2019. Let's hear Naomi Miller talk about the potential of a, a futuristic, futuristic age. All right. So you're an archaeologist. Tell me about what you were just talking about.
4: Okay. See, this is why this is why you have to you got edit. Yeah, you, you them, have, them have to edit one the that. The
7: best editors ever.
4: Good. Um, I think we are currently living in the dark age of the future, in the sense that there will not be records left because all of the electron, the electric. Um, electricity that we are dependent on and all of the machinery and all of the software and the hardware, it's not sustainable. So if you you think about what happened to NASA, that they've lost the first, you know, I don't know, don't quote me on this, they lost probably the first 10 or 20 or more years of data that they had collected because the machinery that they had, that they've couldn't
0: so are you saying that you don't think my podcast is gonna make it to the year 2021? i hope it
4: does i hope it does you're the first sign
0: you're the first person to ever poke a hole in this logic or that, that <laughs> issue so you think there's a legitimate chance that this might not even ever get to the people of the year two thousand. right and as i say i
4: hope it does
0: what do you have any suggestions to make it last uh not electronics like uh paper. should i be putting it on paper just
4: paper no no not just no Should I burn it onto CD-ROM or something? No, no, no. I think if you think about, I think paper is going to last a lot longer. Like, think of it this way. As an archaeologist, we can read clay tablets that not not every clay tablet that was ever produced because most of them weren't baked. But if there was a war, or if there was a catastrophic fire, then the clay tablet burned. And then it becomes hard, you know, like pottery becomes hard with burning. And then there are people now, even though that technology, te- that writing technology still exists, but the, the use of cuneiform writing on which these tablets were written is long gone. And yet people were able to figure it out. So we can read about the econ- economic system of 5000 years ago because there is something physical to look at. So, so you worry about the virtual world. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 why I said I don't
0: lose all of the virtual world at some point.
4: Well, or all of it from today. I mean, it may continue in some other form, right? But that's why I say that we are currently living in the dark age of the future because people aren't going to be able to figure out what we were doing. Only archaeologists of the future, if archaeology still exists, who deal those of us who deal with material remains. But if you, if I found a CD. In a in a trash pit somewhere. Yes. First of all, it would probably be broken, but and yeah, I wouldn't but have the an archaeologist,
0: you have to believe that there will be other ways to find out what we were up to. Oh yeah, well, there's no, all no. this mess that we made. No, no, for forget. Sure. The, look at all this shit.
4: Absolutely, <laughs> Absol- No, no, a hundred percent, absolutely. I of course. But the thing, what one of the things that archaeologists know is that the archaeological record doesn't tell you everything. Yes. That we always have, you know. You have I always human say you context. need. Well, you need you you need in order to be a happy archaeologist. You need a very high tolerance for ambiguity, and you have to be willing to understand that there are certain things you're never going to know. So if I may self-promote for a moment, like one of my realizations and discoveries many years ago was that a lot of uh, the archaeological plant remains, that's what I study. I'm an archaeobotanist. I study archaeological plant remains. And those little bits of, of seeds, which other archaeologists thought were food remains, and they were happily reconstructing ancient diet. I realized that a lot of those seeds came from animal dung burned as fuel, the world's first alternative energy source. So all of a sudden what although it closed down a lot of discussion uh, not discussion, it closed down a lot of of that avenue of understanding ancient food, human foods, it opened up an entire way to look at what the animals were eating and because the animals have a broader diet than people, it opened up the possibility of seeing what the ancient environment was like in a way that had previously not been possible to see. And then, over the long term, because we're an archaeologist, you're looking not just at one time period, but multiple time periods, and then you can trace the use the, the, the environment over time. And changes in the environment no, over time. No, I get what you're
0: saying. Yeah. But science always has a bit of ambiguity to it.
4: Well, yeah, I mean, uncertainty. And also, the hopefully you'll learn something, and, and what you've learned in one year you will build and you'll learn more later on. Okay.
0: Do you have anything to say to the people of the year 2100? I hope And you can say your name, too, if you'd like.
4: Okay. I hope you make it. I, as you didn't mention, you didn't mention that I am a volunteer with Penn Environment. And I've been, the reason I got interviewed was I was collecting I was collecting signatures for a petition about 100% renewable energy in the state of Pennsylvania by 2050.
0: And what did I say?
4: What do you mean, what did
0: you I say? I said I was sponsored by Big Oil. Oh, yeah. Oh, right,
4: right, yeah, yeah, right. That was pretty funny. No. But, but anyway, so um, I, I think the world is really in a serious mess. Um, I think life will go on. Uh, whether human life goes on is a question. Whether human life goes on as we know it today, is, well, obviously it's not going to go on as we know it today because there's constant change. Whether there's an improvement in human life or not an improvement in human life, I would be hard-pressed to say, but i got to say, at the rate we're going, good luck to you. So I really hope that things are a lot better than they look from today's vantage point. That's, that's my message for the future.
2: Death Destruction Both.
7: Baby, I- I can't can't Love Tell me what it's about. You got some day
0: that I can live without. Um, could you introduce yourself for me? True.
2: Sure. I'm Ryan Grimm. I'm the Washington Bureau Chief for The Intercept, which is an investigative news outlet. Uh, I'm a contributor to Young Turks, a YouTube uh, network, uh, author of the book We've Got People. And I also co-founded a, a press called Strong Arm Press, which kind of a progressive uh, publishing imprint. Did you and say I, a podcast? Oh, and I, no, and I host, I host uh, The Intercept's podcast, Deconstructed, which everybody should subscribe to. It's a weekly news oriented podcast
0: the thought for this episode is what is the worst case scenario for the year 2100 and once again i know this question is vague i don't even i don't have a lot of people think because i'm asking these questions i have answers or i have like fleshed out great opinions on these things but i think these two episodes that you're a part of are, are particularly difficult because it, they're asking you to be imaginative.
2: Well, I mean, you could have some nuclear war <laughs> that <laughs> wipes out humanity uh, between now and then. Or the worst case scenario would be that the current trajectory, you know, continues pace and, and, even, and even speeds up a bit. And, and the current trajectory being-
5: What if yeah. nothing really changes? Like the problems we see today, we just don't really fix them. And I think that's a valid concern.
2: All power and wealth. Uh, continuing to flow to the to the very top, uh, food insecurity expanding from the from the very poor to the poor, then to the lower middle class, then to the middle class, then even to the even to the upper middle class as as uh, as basically um, the net networks networks break down as you have mm-hmm. as you have crop failures as as uh, wa- as water becomes a much uh, much scarcer resource commodity water is yeah.
0: not a resource it's a commodity
2: there you go <laughs> uh and speaking of water you have it rise to the point where the coasts are are inundated and you you have uh mass migrations you you have you know within 5 or 10 years from now in a worst case scenario you have bangladesh uh you know largely depopulated mm-hmm. um you know just uninhabitable a um, 100 plus million people on the move uh, which which then fuels the, the kind of uh, eco-fascism that mm-hmm. that you're already that you're already starting to see around the globe, which means walls, surveillance, security, private security.
0: You would, know. You, do, do you, would you mind speaking to a bit about that? I'm no border expert, but I from what I understand, um, and I, I never heard it referred to as ecofascism. Because fascism is not a word I say out Mm -hmm. loud a lot. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's just something I hear on podcasts. But fascism, uh, eco-fascism, in my opinion, would be like the United States border policy towards Central and South America in cahoots with Mexico. So we give Mexico all the arms and ability to keep people further south. And then we work with Mexico to keep central americans and south americans from crossing all the way
2: up is that is that correct yes and it's and it's but it's but it's and it's using the climate catastrophe Mm -hmm. uh as as the reason to get buy-in uh for you know you know extremely strict immigration policies and to to put walls not just um not just at the southern border but but everywhere everywhere there is anything that anybody wants to protect um walls around and and gates around wealthy neighborhoods Hmm. um walls around entire areas of cities
0: hey Um, i was
2: in i was in dc for
0: for inauguration i saw firsthand what that shit was like it was uh
2: you can throw it up really fast
0: no, and and yeah. the problem, and what what was so grim and upsetting about that was not just that it was, um, like, because I'm a lefty, like, is presumably I should have been not that not not bummed about Joe Biden coming in, but not ha- like happy that Trump's leaving. Mm-hmm. Uh, so presumably I should have been happy, but still, the optics of a of a giant gate protecting the the ruling class. Uh, on the insides of a beautiful, like, uh, beautiful, like Roman column structures, uh, just the optics of like the pigs were out here, me and the pigs, mm-hmm. and then, and then it, it was sad. It was yep. sad, uh, it, yep. and it was it lacked dignity.
2: Right, right, and that that's part of a dystopian future mm-hmm. uh, that where, where where your movement is, your movements are controlled, your speech is controlled uh and the know, national the guard
0: people. was in philly twice last year and and someone said um i remember some when i was out in dc it was in his nighttime and someone went so, another media personality i don't know it, we I, I was just t- tons of indie per, indie media people one of them goes oh thank god for the national guard like they're they're heroes blah 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 and i'm like they occupied my city twice, yeah. once for a month. <laughs> and they were in West Philly. They shot tear gas into people's homes mm-hmm. uh, over, over looting in Walmart. Uh, right. So uh, I don't know. I don't know how anyone gets behind anything anymore. Um, and, and I think I, I honestly, I, I think we have similar views for the worst case scenario, but my questions are how long is all of it sustainable? Um, Like how long can you funnel money to the upper class and how long is it sustainable where they are actually still having fun, you know, is my <laughs> thought. And I, it seems like they, they, they there, there is no stopping the fun to a certain upper crust of people. Uh, but no, I, I do really worry about the same things that you worry about, but I, I just wonder how sustainable keeping things this shitty for this long will be.
2: Well, if you look at a lot of failed states, Around the world, they maintain their their status quo pretty pretty impressively.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Uh, you
2: know if you if you look at you know Guatemala or Honduras, um, you know despite the you know uprisings you had in the 1980s, the you know oligarchs down there um, Mm -hmm. have have held on to power um, even as some of the leftists have become. Not us anymore, and you have millions of uh, immiserated people who uh, are kept under the thumb of the this, this ruling elite. Uh, you you see it, you know you, you see it all you see it all around the world, um, and the examples of people successfully overcoming that situation are much less numerous than examples of of power winning out. <laughs>
1: Let's drop the big one. There'll be no one left to blame us. We'll save Australia. Don't wanna hurt no kangaroo. We're building all-American amusement park there. They got surfing too. Town. Oh, our peaceful little be! We set everybody free You wear a Japanese kimono, baby Be a in shoes for me They all hate us anyhow So let's drop the big one now Let's drop the big one
7: now Okay, uh... Yeah, my name's Caitlin, also known as Slow Puke. I am 21, um, and I am You heard her in the
0: last episode, Pete. Yeah. She was in the Best Case Scenario (laughs) episode, and this interview is how I'm going to decide which episode is coming first, Best Case Mm Scenario is coming first. Uh, So yeah, yeah, no, uh, this is Slow Puke, Caitlin, uh, actress, say your last name so that when you're in movies, we'll remember.
7: Nellist. Have you heard no, that one before?
0: Yeah, no, you got to get get a new actor name. That's, that, that should be on <laughs> your agenda. Trust me, uh, just, I don't think you know you would know this problem, but I, I live in Philadelphia. Our football team's the Philadelphia Eagles, and there's hmm. a guy on the team who's been on the team for the last 10 years with my exact same name. And, and so there's two Jason Peters in Philly, which makes Google a fucking nightmare.
2: Okay.
0: So I, I have a long list of fake last names, and... Every time I think about changing my last name, Mm
4: -hmm.
0: I can't do it seriously. I always think of joke last names. And there was a point in time where I almost changed my last name to Ham Bucket. Just because there would be no other ham buckets. And there then are no, just,
7: I've never heard of a ham bucket before.
0: What is a ham bucket?
7: I don't know. It's, it's just funny <laughs> it to enough me. It's to and, the imagination. Yeah,
0: Jason Ham Bucket. That's the guy. But uh, but then I was like, why would I be Jason? And then I was like, Tony Ham Bucket. But then no one would remember who I am because I'd be mm. Tony Ham Bucket. It doesn't matter. I'm not going to do it. But we, we established that you are kind of a pessimistic person, worldview wise. Yes. Um we talked a little bit about your province. What are some of the issues in, in, in Canada in general? Like, is it pretty much the same issues we have just racism, uh, mm-hmm. not treating indigenous, you guys don't in, treat indigenous people well, but no, you got, but that's only because you didn't kill them all like America did. Is that, yeah. <laughs> so we treated them poorly way back when. So now when we treat them poorly, it doesn't get too much buzz, but no. Canada, their indigenous folk are very much still around. And the i have read a lot of those problems uh climate change obviously you guys got climate change uh, yeah. income inequality is that there you guys have that
7: yeah i mean yeah. just like i mean like we have like sort of the same issues with like america like on that mm-hmm. regard as well but we also have benefits of like you know we got like free health care and stuff yeah we so don't have like,
0: anything we we yeah. have nothing <laughs> we have some we- benefits yeah, I always say that Americans have no dignity uh, as as a people. We don't ask for anything; we just let the government do what they want because we were also told that we're the best. So, mm-hmm. and there's, so that's a big problem with us is that we still think we're the best country ever. A lot of people, not me. Yeah, all countries are bad. A cap. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, no. A lot of people still think we're the best, so they refuse to change anything. That's. That's why one of the parties yeah. is called conservatives because they yes. want to conserve
7: everything. They don't uh, want to change anything.
0: Yeah, anything, and they never move. But uh, so, we, we, American Canada have a lot of similar problems as uh, neighbors and as mm-hmm. just places. All these places have the same problems. Time is a yeah. flat circle, and everything is always happening to everybody. But talk me through some what you think maybe the worst case scenario for Canada could be going mm-hmm. forward to 2100 because a lot of people talk about america splitting up and a civil war and all this crazy shit uh what about canada
7: i mean i don't think i mean canada obviously has some sort of the same like kind of divide depending on like what parts of the country like some provinces not really having you know they don't get along very well. Mm-hmm. or People from those provinces are already sort of like have a bias against each other. But I don't think I have so much of like that kind of worry that mm-hmm. like a civil war, like a Canadian civil Canada- war. Canada won't break. I, I no, I don't think so. Go oh, um, cool. Not in I... that sort of extent either. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I mean, you know, Quebec could easily like split off and become its own country. They've tried yeah, you to got do that, that big France
0: vibes, Big France vibes.
7: Yeah. Um, but I think, like, my worst case scenario for for Canada, um, like, politically more so is just like, I mean, climate change is a big one. Mm-hmm. Climate change is a big one because, like, Canada um, has this, like, guise of, like, being very progressive with climate change, but, like, nothing has really changed. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, we're, they're still trying to, like, build a bunch of pipelines and, you know, especially through like indigenous land as well. That's going to be another like worst case scenario that Canada like just wipes out any sort of like, you know, trace of like who is actually indigenous to Canada because mm. they've already been like doing that.
0: Oh, the schools I, I learned about yeah. the schools. Uh, th- that is a fucking nightmare. Americans listening. Uh, there was a lot. Well, we, we- once again, we can't talk. We can't talk as Americans because we did, did all the same shit, but w- w- different vibes. That's mm-hmm. why, that's why I consider like the reform schools that the indigenous people of Canada had to go to where they just were essentially like neutered yeah. and like attacked all day. And yeah. then sold, told to go out in the fields and work. And then, but that happened. The thing is that happened in the like the early two thousands, late nineties, like shit like that yeah. consisted uh, To like color TV times, which is Mm. fucked up. Do you have any other worst case scenarios or worries about the future? Anything maybe not too, not too horrible. Like I think we might run out of coffee. I mean, that's, that's, we're supposed to run out of coffee, but then, but then we're going to get fake coffee and then we're going to be drinking fake coffee. And that's, that's sad.
7: But can they like spike the fake coffee though so that's like stronger than like real coffee that would be like okay they I could
0: think. put weed in it too they could do all sorts yeah. of fun shit but it's still not gonna be coffee but it's not, it's real not coffee. gonna come from a and bean. that's still gone you know in the amazon yeah we're gonna lose shit like that over yeah. time do you have any do you have any uh, more trivial uh worst case scenarios
7: well like on that same like sort of thing like i don't want like bees are going
0: Oh, are we still losing the bees? I, I, I kind think of we're checked still. Out. I
7: think we're still. Like it, it kind of goes up and down. And a, like, the
0: Amazon and like yeah. animals, like and like not,
7: coral reefs too. No
0: shot. Twenty one hundred has a polar bear. They're gone. No. Yeah, they're dead. Yeah, they're
7: gonna be. Yeah, like you know, icebergs probably aren't gonna like exist. You know, polar bears are gonna be dead. Whatever else is up there, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever other animals are gonna be dead.
0: That's why we. That's what the worst case scenario episode's all about. Yeah. Um, where can people find you?
7: Uh, so people can find me on on TikTok primarily. Um, my name is just SlowPuke Puke on there. I also stream on Twitch um, four days a week. It's Slow Puke Live on there, and then just any other social media. Twitter and Instagram is SlowPuke. Puke, except Twitter has an underscore at the end of it. Slow, Puke, Slow Puke Live underscore.
0: sounds like a live stream of a man violently <laughs> just, like crying and throwing up. <laughs> but it, it
7: wouldn't be violent. Cause it's slow. It'd be like, he's no, probably no, crying, but like he's tortured so much by
0: better. It. A slow puke is so much <laughs> worse. I mean, than a fast. Cause puke. you can fast like
7: puke. feel it coming, but oh, it's not coming out yet. Oh, so you're just yeah. like, Ugh. what you know?
0: disgusting imagery to put on like a nice 21 year old girl.
7: No, it's just supposed to be a Pokemon. <laughs> it's too late to go back. I can't rebrand. Yeah. That's right. I, I mean. Like, that's
0: I mean, yeah, it is it is always easier to just stick with one brand. Uh, yeah, no. no. If anyone ever comes along with a bag of money, take that bag of money and put it into a rebrand.
1: I like fat words to a happy tone. I left all my friends, they leave me alone.
5: Words.
0: So now we're back with Scott. What's going on? Um, back. Now, I, I explained to you uh, a bit of what happened in the episode. We had someone from Canada talking about uh, what's going to happen in Canada. We had uh, Ryan Grimm, the D.C. bureau chief for The Intercept. We had a lot of esteemed guests talk about like climate change and the world exploding and yada yada, all the stuff that we know about. But now I want to get answers. So I'm going to ask you some direct questions. Um, reiterate on who you are a little bit. You, What's your life like? Just, just to give the people background on who's answering the
1: questions, you know? I'm a 26-year-old guy who plays baseball in the minor leagues. Half of the year,
0: and you're working your way up yeah, through the working, minor league system, working my way
1: up to try to make the major leagues. Um, and it's definitely like a difficult thing to do for the
0: people of the year 2,100. This is not this is hard shit. Uh, it's 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 going for your goals type shit. And on the way up, it's not the easiest road. So I don't want people misunderstanding. Like right. if you blow up, this is the before period, and people are going to get to hear some of the the real you, quote unquote. Yeah. Uh but it's definitely a long shot and it's definitely like crazy. Like right. you're it's you're you're a guy who's living like a, a risky life doing dream type shit. Mm-hmm.
1: Very unstable. The risk rewards
0: just too big in my eyes. To- and you're you're back you're back in town because of like COVID and baseball, yada yada. Correct. In your life have you had a worst case scenario hit? Like where you thought like, oh,
1: this is the worst it's gonna get, and then you've bounced back? To be honest. I think sometimes, at the time, I think that, but then looking back, it's not... It's always situational, you right, know? Correct. So, that's... No, and I, I I, look back at my
0: life, and there's various time periods where I'm like, oh, it, it's, it's never going to get worse than this. And then sometimes it gets better, sometimes it gets worse, but it's all perspective, because you learn from right. the bad stuff. So, what I wanted to have you on this episode for, now that people know you a little bit, was to talk about the worst things that can happen to you. Uh, but I'm gonna ask you a series of questions and then after the fact, we'll kind of dissect them, okay? Okay. What, what is, is the worst, the worst thing, thing that could that happen, happen to you right, right now?
1: Uh, one of my family members passing away. That's, that's pretty good. Uh, But why not you
0: passing away? Why not you getting killed, like right now? Like the worst oh. thing that could happen to you right now? Yeah, well, yes be getting killed, because then I wouldn't exist anymore. But would it be getting killed, or would it be a family member? That's what I mean by this is going to be a fucked up interview. Because, but we'll get there. So, that's just something to consider. Okay? Right now, the worst, one of the worst things that can happen to you is that you can die, or a family member can die. So, my next question for you, what's the worst thing that could happen to you today? Not
1: right now, but before the day ends. Um, I Lose my family and friends. So all of us die. And then do you die at the end of that? No, because
0: that would suck being alone. Okay, so how about the next seven days? Is it the same thing? Yeah, I would assume. Which of those things is worst? To have everything taken from you right now or to have a week of slowly losing stuff and then dying at the end? Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. This is fucked up.
1: Oh man.
0: Yeah, no. It's because we already did the climate change in the episode. We already talked about like, uh, like nuclear bombs and right. and and the states like splitting apart. And that that shit, it, it's got a point. But what I'm trying to get to the bottom to, because I, b- I wanted to bring someone else to bounce these ideas off of. Like, what is the worst thing that could happen to me? Me. First question, my response to what is the worst thing that can happen to me right now? It's that answer is probably dying, I guess. Well, then, yeah. then by the end of the day, that question, I think the answer might be getting tortured and killed.
1: Yeah, well, when you're <laughs> dead, though, but if you're dead. I mean. Can I guess it can't get much worse, but. If you're still physically living, then what's the worst thing that could possibly happen But I happen think if you?
0: you're still physically living,
1: that is when you experience the worst. I don't right. think that death is the worst. No, that's what I'm trying to say. If What's the worst that could happen to you while you're still living, which would make you... It would be like the torture right.
0: and the death of loved ones. Right. And so on and so forth. And I guess the next couple questions were, what's the worst thing that could happen a year? And then which of those things are worse, you know? So... Clearly, like, the worst thing that could happen to a person, and I say this at the end of an episode where we pontificate about this, it's, like, getting tortured and killed. Yep. Point blank. Yep.
1: No Point blank through getting that.
0: tortured and killed, and then, like, also getting tortured and killed, and also your family getting tortured right. and killed, I guess. is like In, the, in front of the, you
1: is, or something like that, right? That's what I'm looking for. Absolutely. That's
0: the main thing I'm looking for from this episode. Because that's
1: emotional and that's... Like it's also physical. So what? When's
0: the worst time for that to happen in your life? Right now. So just whenever you are, or just like when you're a father, and it oh, happens oh, to your oh, kids okay. and shit. Yeah. So the worst um, thing, the worst thing ever. That's what I'm. I'm trying to think. Probably of when you worst case scenario for a living human person, so that the people listening can go home with some sort of definite answer to a
1: question. The worst case scenario would be me having a family of my own with a wife, having kids, brothers, sisters. My parents are still alive. So that's my whole family. Everyone being tortured in front of me, slowly dying. Same with me. Is the worst
0: case scenario that you live with it or is the worst case scenario that you die with them? Living with it. And they, 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 they bleach you so you can't have any more hair. So you're hairless too. I <laughs> would be. Gross. Yeah, no hair. Yeah, they take all your stuff. So you look yep. weird too. So you're gonna be mutilated too. Yeah. Yeah, that's the worst thing. I'm getting tortured in front of your family, yep. and they all die. Yep. And then you're mutilated and you have to live miserable life. And you get no, no money. Yep. You get no money. You're in prison. Yeah. That you get blamed. Yeah. You get blamed. You're in prison. You get blamed. Everybody hates you. Exactly. Documentaries come out saying you did it. You know,
1: uh everyone blames you no one knows the real story you got a gross you got to live too. with that your whole yeah yep.
0: you're mute from yep. the accident you can't talk but you can think regularly. they cut out your uh your, and you're in a straight jacket yeah. so you can't kill yourself that's it yep thanks for coming on scott yep. uh what 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 can
1: you do <laughs> Uh, hopefully not think about that again. (laughs) Well, yeah, yeah,
0: none of that. I know this is a pretty sad way to end the episode, but then what did you think? You clicked on an episode, said worst case scenario, wasn't going to end happy. So Scott, you got anything to plug root for root for Scott's career? Oh, and I'm sorry for my voice being so fucked up. I sound
1: sound so different in this episode. Damn Pete, that was crazy. Yeah, it's fucked up. I didn't think I was going to be thinking about that today. It's all bad. I thought I was going to be thinking about like, I don't know global warming elections everything going electronic and then your money being frozen you being poor the rest of your life that's where i was going with my thought
0: that's pretty good that's pretty good
1: (laughs) but we we had i was going more i wanted an answer
0: we talked about like we talked about a lot on the episode but it was a lot of the same answers you know people people kind of you know you ask what's the worst thing that can happen people say like yeah Money, yeah, shit about money, yeah. shit about like the uh, fucking uh, volcano erupting no right? crops, caps, everyone, yeah. elections, and
1: yeah. and drug
0: epidemics and uh, vaccine, you know, all the stuff, all the stuff people
1: talk about. Yeah. But we're getting down to the nitty gritty, you know. Yeah, that's that was that would be the worst possible scenario to ever happen right now. Yeah, to a person, yep. that's the
0: worst thing that can happen to you, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: That, I, mean, <laughs> I think that it's was, indisputable yeah. to I mean, be I mean, honest. Can't <laughs> touch
0: it. Can't touch it. And if you can think of a worse, worse scenario, use the hashtag worst case scenario. Yeah, why not? <laughs> Just up. that. Just that. Yeah, will look it up. Worst case scenario. I'm sure people use it. I'm sure it's an active hashtag. And you can mention the podcast or whatever. Follow Scott's career. And thank you for listening. <laughs> Thanks, guys. And
4: we sing. Life is shit. Life shit. The world is shit.